and you can live in the day. like to say i am a cow whisperer rush <laughs> oh here's the story i knew it, I knew it. <laughs> yesterday went on a hike with a friend and we came across some cows <clears throat> that were lying down and i've seen a video on youtube where a man starts playing a trumpet there was also one like a piano and basically as soon as they start playing the instrument the cows start running over to them to listen so I thought I tried that out and I had my speaker with me. So I typed into, you, into YouTube classical music and I put on my speaker, but they didn't react to it. And then I asked my friend to give me like a good, a name of a good classical piece, you know. And as soon as I put that on, like the cows started standing up like a few at a time and like coming over to listen to it. Like, I think they were attracted to the violin sound, but yeah, just... Within two minutes, we had like almost all the cows around us trying, yeah, just like standing around us listening to the music. That was a pretty cool experience. <laughs> Quite random, but yeah, pretty cool. So I can say that cows are attracted to violin sounds in classical music. There you go. Now, how have you been? Good, good. Yeah, just enjoying the market. Um... Yeah, my mom is visiting from Texas. Maya is uh, crawling everywhere, standing up on things. And it is uh, coming up on Halloween. We went to a Halloween party last night. Is that why you're quite tired today? As in you I'm, seem quite tired. I'm tired. Uh, it's been a busy few days. Okay, fair enough. It's been a busy week, yeah. Um, yeah, but just basic stuff. Uh, I'll begin with my questions then. So I like the term voluntary suffering. It's, it's just, I don't know. I like the phrase because it's how I see it is to do with giving yourself challenges to overcome in day to day. And I was wondering for someone who wants to improve on their self-discipline as an example what sort of things do you think are most beneficial to begin with to narrow to explain that question um it's more like uh, for someone yeah who wants to begin self-discipline habits what habits do you think are most beneficial to begin with i'll get phrase it that way <clears throat> Um, okay. Voluntary suffering. That's cool. That's a cool term. Uh, so habits around challenges that uplift you, uplifting challenges typically are just doing things that you don't want to do. <laughs> the things you should do usually feel like you don't want to do them and you have to start doing them. You have to start small. Some people need to start big. Some people need big, big challenges or else they don't do the small ones. Uh, and that's fine. That's, that's not a lot of people though. But 
for those of you out there, for the people out there who kind of go all or nothing, and you can definitely tell that kind of person, they need to um, do the big things in their life. The big, uh, the quitting smoking cold turkey, not drinking at all. You know, you take balance out of the window for those people and they tend to do better. For, um, for the majority of people, it's the small day-to-day -day habits that make the biggest impact. And those are manageable. First, they're approachable. It's not overwhelming. And then they're manageable. They become habits. And then they can usually change their character change and uplift themselves over time. So I'll tell you the biggest habit, I think, is language. The way we talk, what we say to ourselves. I think what we say to ourselves is probably the biggest sector of language I think is most important, more, more vital to this conversation. What we think to ourselves as well. Because some people don't talk to themselves, but what we think to ourselves. And maybe we should start talking to ourselves if we don't, I don't know. I've been talking to myself for a, my whole life, I think. And I probably look like a crazy person sometimes. But I, I, I think um, we have affirmations, we have mantras, and they're usually negative or they're not positive or they're confusing or bland in nature. And so when we say something, we should start talking in specifics, in, in definites, in, in real concrete terms so that our brain understands what we're trying to say. And I think Stephen Covey said this real well. He has a practice where you record yourself for 24 hours and you listen back the next day and see what you, what you say. And he said, you'll find that you say a lot of things that are negative and, and vague and meaningless and they actually damage your psyche. So I think that's a real powerful teaching. I listen to some people and I hear them say negative things all the time, all the time, like it never ends. I don't hear positivity. I don't, I don't hear anything good. And so really you don't want those, that kind of stuff to be created like spoken into the universe so that it can take on a life for itself. You don't want that. You don't, you just want positive positivity. Um, gossip is the worst habit. It's, it's like a cancer to language, you know, and it's, and all, and all that comes down to energy management. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about energy management. So language is sort of the first sector to take on in your habits. And that's, a, that's, a, that's gonna be a challenge for a lot of people. So you definitely start there. Before, before physical habits, we can do mental, we can do the thinking, how to think positively, visualize your day, things like that. And then it really comes down to, in the physical world, doing things that you don't like doing. And I think that's why I recommend waking up at a certain time. I've changed on that over the years. You know, it used to be wake up before the sun comes up. And I think that's important. 
it seems I can't, I can't even sleep in even if I want to nowadays. But now I've changed it to wake up with intention. So don't just, don't not set an alarm. Always set an alarm and wake up at a certain time, at a specific time that you set. I think that's, that's why I always recommend that physical task because most people don't want to do that. I think that's an interesting place to start. I can see you're thinking over there. Yeah, so thank you for providing a deeper answer than my question was referring to, if that's the right way to phrase it. Because I was thinking more like surface level, like physical things, like in terms of meditation, journaling, coach hours, all those sorts of things, like what would be like the most beneficial ones out of them and why? But then you gave me like a really, a really nice in-depth answer, like a lot deeper than my question. So I like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I see it in two phases. I see it in, in mental challenges and then the physical. And I think <clears throat> when you say, um, what are the most effective? I really think the mental ones are the most effective because I, I believe in the mental world first and then I believe in the physical world. Like I know things are happening in the physical world, but I don't think that's where they start. I think they start in your mind. And I think, and you, you, I think you read my latest Facebook update about intention. And I think a lot of stuff starts, if, if not everything with intention based on um, goal mediated behavior or goal directed behavior, motivated behavior is, is intention. And uh, we do something physically because we thought about it first. So if we can go into the arena of mental uh, intention, then we automatically start to manipulate or uh, mold the physical. If I want something, then I need to start thinking about it first or if I want something physically, right, I need to start thinking about it first. Um, can you imagine like trying to do something in the physical world and not thinking about it? There are things like that, but there aren't many. And the things that you don't think about, I would term inconsequential, like not important to your happiness, I guess. So like, I don't think about like my heartbeat, right? It happens in the physical world, but I don't, there's no intention behind my heartbeat. It just happens instinctively, right? Or else I'd be gone from this world. And um, it's not like that means anything. If I were to think about it, I wouldn't change anything. Maybe I could slow it down with yogic techniques, but it doesn't change a lot. But if I start to visualize something, like manifest something, like a place, maybe my body will end up in that place eventually through different things, 
So there's, there's, there's things that matter and there's things that don't matter. And we need to focus on things that matter. Let the automatic instinctive things happen naturally, digestion, blood circulation, your heartbeat, and um, start to think, start to think about things that matter. And that's why I talk about um, energy management with gossip, backbiting, um, try not to think about other people so much. Try to really focus on your, your, your own path. And that's really all that matters, I think. So I guess to add on to your point from my perspective, when you're thinking towards a goal, when you have like something in mind, when you're thinking with purpose towards something, yeah, opportunities that are around you will present themselves to you and you will see them as opportunities. Whereas if you weren't thinking towards that direction, you probably would dismiss those things and you wouldn't see them as opportunities. Yeah. So that's another reason why like thinking, the mental thing is so important. If you fill your mind with junk, like TikTok, other things like social media, mm-hmm. then yeah, when, cause there are so many opportunities around us that we don't realize as opportunities. So once you're working towards something, then you'll be able, to, you're more likely to seize them. I guess that's yeah, my, how I could explain it. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Um, and Peterson <clears throat> really explains that in uh, terms of aim. And he, he breaks it down for skeptics of philosophy you know he breaks it down uh physiologically and how the brain is wired to see through the eyes and and we're we're a species of literal sight we need to see something in order to move towards it and he likens that to aim you know We, we need to see something we need to have something in mind a goal and aim and we're and and then we have a path to move forward right so that's what he calls goal mediated behavior if all of our behavior is based on a goal then most simply you need a goal if you don't have one then you have no motivation to move there's no behavior follows because you're aimless wandering right and so quite simply literally if we're sitting down and we need to get up there's a reason we need to get up right there's an intention behind it so for bigger things for things that we can't necessarily see with our eyes it may feel hopeless because we cannot it, it, the, the goal is not in sight physically but that is where the mental realm comes in And we have to see it in our mind. We have to manifest it from some sort of creation in the mind. And I'm big on mental movies, um, visualization. I love mental movies, almost entering like a dreamlike state and just living out your goal. Um, while simultaneously um, t- 
taking methodical step-by-step approaches to accomplishing that goal. You usually can't just have the mental visualization. You can't just have the, the dream, right? You need to actually take steps to get there. And that's, that's where the physical side, that's where the habits come in. That's where the beginning of this podcast really comes in, right? So that's, that's where we want to wake up with intention to start our day. We want to eat with some level of consciousness, mindfulness. We want to know um, that what we eat is extremely important and we should be very discriminative towards what we put in our mouth. Uh, We should discriminate what we say throughout that day. And uh, like you said, with social media, we should really make sure that we're picky about what kind of social media that we absorb into the sponge brain. And then, you know, even with jobs, if we're trying to get a job, we should probably uh, get a job that is aligned with our values. If we meet people, we should keep them around if they align with our values and our goals. And if, if we're doing things that don't align with our values, then we should stop doing those things. And cleanliness is a very big one here. So another habit to take into the physical world is clean, cleaning things, keeping things clean, uh, keeping dishes out of the sink, keeping the bathroom uh, uh, hairless, keeping the shower Um, from molding. Uh, I mean, I'm literally talking about the things that I clean. (laughs) Um, For the men out there, you know, if you live with a woman, you know, they're going to have hair coming out from their head. And that happens. Clean it up. Even if they don't clean it up. Everything should be vacuumed, carpets should be vacuumed, tiled floors should be mopped, swept and then mopped on a regular basis. If you see something out of place, put it in place. And thinking that way towards your house correlates to how you think about your goals, your bigger goals, right? Everything should be in place, everything should be clean and tidy. And your goals will have an easier time manifesting themselves. Then there'll be less distraction. Those are really like one of the biggest things I learned in the monastery was keeping things clean, keeping environments clean, clean floors. There was an old uh, Buddhist monk that my guru's guru met before he established the monastery. And he brought some of his disciples with him. And they sat down in front of the old Buddhist monk. This is like a real famous monk. And they said, we're going to start a monastery. What should we do? And all he said was, keep the floors clean. And then like he left. (laughs) That was it. And and there's a lot to that. And the teaching is obviously complex and and in-depth if you go into it enough. But uh, man, I see I see posts on Instagram sometimes. Is it Instagram or, or, yeah, I think so. 
like there's a Jordan Peter or no yeah sometimes it's on Reddit there's a Jordan Peterson subreddit and people post their success of overcoming depression right and they have before and afters of their room right one of Jordan Peterson's biggest teachings is to clean your room and that you have people who are like feeling better now that I've cleaned my room and the room before they clean it is an absolute disgusting pigsty. Like that's an old fashioned word for like a, a pig pen. And it's absolutely disgusting. And, it, and now I'm all for the positivity and everything, but I've actually said to some of these people, like if your room gets to that point, you've got some serious problems. Like to me, that is a partial mental disability. There's a there's something wrong there that is deeper. If your room is instead of a floor, there's clothes and garbage. Like it let like I'm all for cleaning that up, but there's a bigger problem somewhere deep down inside. Something's wrong, and that's probably going to happen again. So if things are like that you can't see the floor anymore your dreams are useless they're not going to happen you need something is really wrong with what's going on in your brain or there's a traumatic event or something and that needs to be taken care of but not only cleaned like we need to go in your psyche and see what the hell is going on with you and how it got to that point in the first place a good step is cleaning that up but but Something about that kind of level concerns me a lot. But anyway, um, yeah, so we have a route there. <clears throat> we have a pathway to um, habits and success from habits and building those habits. And, you know, one of the things I talked about earlier uh, was the, the all or nothing people who have to do the big, big things or else they won't do anything. What, what comes to mind is weight loss. The people who need to lose 100 pounds. Those, those kinds of people, they've gotten so far, they're probably all or nothing type people. And, it, and it, it, the little things will help, but, but they need to like really go after it, really go after their weight loss like major. Um, and they kind of need to become an obsessive, crazy person over weight loss and change their life completely. So those kind of things to me require the all or nothing mentality. The, the people who have the really big milestones um, that they need to achieve because they've gotten so far away. And then maybe they can achieve balance after they've lost that massive amount of weight kind of thing. So there's different kinds of people, Rokas, that, that benefit from different things. And your voluntary suffering idea applies to everyone, but it applies to them differently. It applies to different people in a different way. But everyone should take on a voluntary challenge for sure. Some people are physically incapable of challenging themselves in certain ways 
I've come I've come across these people in uh, client sessions and student student um, feedback from over the years. Uh, and you might have seen some of these across the message boards, like people who try to wake up early and they or they try to take like a cold shower or something and they get a headache or they get a migraine or something and they lose it like they lose their composure the, for the entire day. I remember some people saying like when we had the young guys doing cold shower disciplines to kind of get them to do something meaningful. Um, some people got sick. <laughs> like they got the flu or something. All of that is comes back to what you said about mindset. So I was brought up to believe that you would get ill by going outside in the cold. And for some people, I think that's like deeply ingrained in them. So they associate having a cold shower with like the cold and getting ill. I think even just that pure belief basically is like a placebo, like a negative placebo on them, which then makes them ill from having a cold shower. Because they believe that they will get ill from having a cold shower. Yeah. Have you ever heard of German fan death? No. Apparently there's a there's a tradition or a, a, a superstition, I should say, in Germany where another generation a time ago believed that fans would blow uh, so much debris into the air that they could kill a child. <laughs> um, and they called it, there's a, in the, in the German uh, translation, it's German fan death. <laughs> I'm not and, a very big fan of that, I must say. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just not logical but uh there's another one uh where i don't know where it stems from but it's believed that a the the first water coming out of a shower could could uh make you ill there's also another one uh there's one in malaysia where the first rain after a drought could make you ill if it touches you because it's bringing debris from the atmosphere. So like, things like that are really interesting because we know placebo actually exists. Like if you give someone a sugar pill, they can actually like cure themselves of whatever problem they had just by believing that that pill will help them without knowing that it's a sugar pill, like their body cures them. So the opposite, I'm pretty sure the opposite also applies. So all these superstitions, yeah, it's really interesting because you can actually like believe that and make it happen to yourself, like those negative things. Yeah, and it's not really the opposite. It's like, it's, it's, it's the same thing, except it's just a different uh, direction goal, uh, but it's the same effect. Yeah. If I have in- enough intention towards this thing, I'll probably achieve it because I believe in it so much. It'll actually happen. So I guess I've, I've, uh, I've come to realize that the people who are trying to achieve something and it doesn't, it's not working out for them, they don't really believe it can happen to them, I think. 
they don't really have that much faith. There's some kind of self-doubt in there and lacking in confidence or something. So you have to kind of believe that it can happen. And then, you know, as you said, look out or observe, watch out for the opportunities. And this is all very interesting for me right now um, because I may not be with NASA that much longer. And um, so my, my contract is temporary. And uh, because I'm a remote worker, you know, if they, if they decide to uh, remove remote, remote workers and go with every, everyone who comes back full time, to the site, then uh, I will lose funding for my position. So, you know, what does that mean? Is that an opportunity, you know, to take on day trading full-time? It's a little scary, but that all of it falls in line with, with what we're talking about. And so if I believe in myself, this would be an opportunity. This would be the universe saying, it, you know, time to put the pedal to the metal and see if, if, see if this can be your thing. Now, have I taken, you know, I believe I've taken steps to make this a reality. I believe I've practically applied myself, you know, so it, it just comes down to, uh, as Helena would say, it, it, it comes down to having that fire underneath you so that you actually uh, can focus. And so, so it's a very interesting time for me in life. And so everything we're talking about is really, I'm not just talking to people or answering a question. I'm, I'm like talking to myself because part of me, right, wants the known. The known is very safe. It's very comfortable. But a part of me wants the unknown, right? And it's this intersection or interplay of the known and unknown that creates meaning. And is this the meaning that my, the direction of my life is supposed to take? You know, because the unknown could, could potentially destroy you. And I've been reading this, as we've talked about anchors before, this is another habit. You should have things that you look at that are inspiring. Um, there's a quote here that I love and I saved it and I got it from social media. So social media, if you follow the right people can be good. And my Instagram feed is awesome. I pretty much just follow like awesome quote people. Uh, a writer named Marguerite Yorsenar said, and this is a, from a, a novel, I think but I'm not quite sure. He had reached that moment in life, different for each one of us, when a man abandons himself to his demon or to his genius, following a mysterious law, which bids him either to destroy or outdo himself. I mean, that is like one of the most beautiful things that can be written in the English language, in language in general. That is, that is so powerful for someone like me who, who 
really studies these concepts um, on not just a philosophical basis or level, but on a, a real level. And uh, Helena was reminding me, she's like, you know, it's taking these leaps in life is not unusual for you. It's, it's quite normal, actually. And she's like, just, just coming out to California was like on a whim. She's like, there wasn't even a plan. And we lived in like a shanty for a month, you know, hoping that something good would happen. And, uh, you know, we've come a long way from leap after leap after leap. So is this another leap, you know? And perhaps that is what you heard in my voice when I said hello to you this morning. It's just been consuming my mind uh, this past week, and it's been exhausting. So anyway. <laughs> no, but yeah, you've built so much ever since leaving the monastery. Like you went from practically nothing to all of this. So yeah, I'm sure wherever it comes down to, you'll make it work out. Yeah, it's very interesting, that's for sure. I do not have a dull life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, reading, I even sent that post that you posted to a friend because, yeah, I really loved it. From the three-year journey post. Yeah. 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 Having a dull life is interesting. I mean, having a routine to some degree is good right? If it's constantly shaky, it's, it's tough, it's tough to build a foundation on that. You really do want a solid foundation, but when do we shake things up? And, and I think depends on the, depends on the person, depends on your experience. I'm at a point where, um, I don't know. It's weird. I don't really believe in certain things like failure being one of them. I don't really believe that I do things improperly. I think that's either incredibly stupid or courageous. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I've done several things in, in life that would like scare most people. And I just don't know if it's worth living life if you're not going to be scared a little bit. Like, you know, the feeling after like a close one, like, whoa, that was close, right? Like an immediate act of danger or something. That something I that really like. Okay. That really reminded me of something. And it comes to a point where your animal instincts take over. And like only a few seconds later, you realize what happened. And trusting those like animal instincts, I can't remember like a better word for it. So that's why I'm using that. But no, believing in believing in those animal instincts in the moment and just going with it. And then when things work out, I just feel so good that you know you're subconscious has got you like you can believe in it when it comes to those really like tight moments yeah yeah no the primal the primal uh energy in the body that really moves things quickly 
and forcefully or else imminent danger is upon you is powerful. And I think that there's something about that where we need that in life that a few times or on some regular basis, maybe once a year or something in some way really makes for a meaningful life and to be careful with it too. And, and there's a balance to that. I read another amazing thing from this guy that I follow on Twitter. And he seems to say like the more, like this guy just says amazing things. Every single Twitter post, his name is Lawrence King. Um, I should, maybe we should have him on the show. Uh, he said, there is nothing more tiring than subconsciously knowing you are achieving far less than your potential. Like what? Who says stuff like that? Sometimes that brings me to self-hatred when I know, I mean, yeah, that's bad. But when I know I'm not, not living yeah, up to my potential in the short term, when I look back at things in the like macro perspective, I see like I'm doing really well. But sometimes yeah. in day to day, I can end up hating myself for some of the things I do because I know, yeah. yeah, I'm not living up to what I could be. Well, it's just, it's a standard. It's a value hierarchy. Like I value these things. Why aren't I achieving them? And I tell people uh, who tell me what you just said, I, I say that I kind of like that darkness. I like that ferociousness, that standard about yourself. I like that you don't feel good about it and you feel a little worthless and I think that's a good thing because without that, what does that mean? I think that yeah, means you don't that have like a guiding moral compass exactly. like that's guiding you to yeah your full potential. If so then you, you don't feel, and 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 you said it perfectly right with balance. It, it's a it's a short term type thing. In the long term, you're not chronically depressed, right? But in the moment, um, or in the occurrence or in the reflection, it's like, that can be done better by me, because I'm better than that. And I think that if you don't have that, I'd be worried. Because I don't get worried when I hear that, because it's that kind of thing that makes great people keep achieving more and more and more. I mean, it's what makes them great. It's that, that if I don't, if I don't send people up into space, what's the point of my life, right? Is that like, is that going through Elon Musk's head? Probably. Yeah, um, his goal is to die on Mars, but obviously not on the landing, but <laughs> that's, yeah, he's working so hard because that's the vision he has. He wants to live some time and die on Mars. Exactly. So, so, my mind goes back to Musashi when I hear stuff like that, because in, in, in the book Musashi, they cover a period in, in which there's like a pattern in each one of his recorded fights that he, he'll win, he would win a fight, but the character Musashi would like see all of the flaws in, in his win. 
and just like be go on a depression spree for like three months and like train harder than it was physically possible and it's like he won the fight like he he was the better fighter but if something didn't quite reach his standard he was like worthless and i like that i like that a lot you know the over analyzing something why didn't i see that how did they do that to me you know jujitsu is like perfect for that i'm at the point where you know, I can actually win. Like that's an option now. It's a potential. And, uh, you know, it never really feels that great because you're like, yeah, but I won, but that sucked. It was it. Yeah, because you can't learn as much from winning as you can from losing. Well, like, and the win could have been so much better. Like it could have been less energy could have been used and less, less distraction and you know i still got to this position i won in this position but i still got to a weaker position for a second you know so um yeah i like i like that about nasa we'll 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 successfully do a job but then everyone will be like yeah but so what really wasn't that great about that like what what do we do better because look i know we all we all finished and did a good job and it was a success and everyone else thinks that it, that it went perfectly but we saw the flaws how do we get rid of those and that's i think that's really important i think that's super important and it and it's exhausting because it means you can't rest that kind of mentality means that you can never let your guard down and i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i i and and look this past like six months I have been uh, talking with people, you know, friends of mine and, and, and various folks that, I don't know how to say this, they're okay with subpar results and I'm not. And, and, and you know, they, they say things like, people will say things like, oh, remember mental health and don't get too exhausted and don't overwork yourself. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I will say that to someone, but for myself, I will, I do not care. I am going to achieve this thing. I don't care because it, I don't know. There are certain things that require exhaustion. There are certain things that require insanity and obsession. And sometimes I want to go off the deep end and just become something. And um, I'm not okay with not doing that at some, to- at some time, at some uh, junction in my life. And I was talking to a friend of mine and he's like, but what's the cost? You know, and I'm like, but and I'm like, the cost is, is the cost of years and years of, of obsessive pain over something is the achievement of it. And the, the, maybe the cost is like your sanity. Then you weigh that against the cost of 
the opposite where you don't realize your full potential yes and then that would probably bring you a lot more regret that'd be worse in my opinion that would be worse so it's just different types of people it's just everyone's so different i guess this is what i think this is what man in the making is really like all about it's it's just kind of we're a balanced show but the heart of my philosophy like is going after the the achievers like the people who are just weird and the normal life is not an option i think deep down we admire those type of people but we but it's scary becoming them or walking in their footsteps or or walking that path for yourself i think that's that's a that's a a noble thing to 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 try and i think it's more noble to try and fail than to never try at all and that's a cliche everyone knows that um it's the heroic journey it's it's the it's the same old mythological tale told over and over and over again but it's 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 not something that is obvious to everyone because I, I still talk to people who are like, I don't know what that means. I, all I know is I go to work. I, go, I got a roof over my head and we're not starving. And I'm like, so what? You know, because that's not hard to achieve. Right? That's the baseline. We want more than that because we're alive for so long. We need more or else we don't live. We don't fully live. And I'm not talking about material things, right? I'm talking about Henry David Thoreau who went the opposite direction and got rid of everything and lived in, a, in the woods in a, in, a, in a shack that he built and he ate food that he grew. And in his words, went to live in the woods to, to see, to make sure that he had lived, like to double check, am I alive? And and I think that's, that's, you know, he was like voluntarily suffering and um, doing a primal check on himself. Can I survive in the wild? Let's go. And he thrived. So, and, and he's a brilliant man and he, and he thrived. He obviously can thrive anywhere if he can do that. And that's a stoic teaching, knowing that you can be self-sufficient if, if something happens where, yeah, it leads to that. Where just you lose, say, everything. And knowing you can rely on yourself and be self-sufficient and survive. Yeah. Very yeah I mean, that's why... That's why people go camping. Like in the end, that's why we go camping. That's why humans go camping. We live, you know, we go to go to the wilderness somewhere or a beautiful place. We we sleep on the floor in a tent. We make fire. We tell stories. We we walk around a place that doesn't have any amenities. And ideally we like turn off our phone for a few days. That's, that's an easy way to get back to your primal 
values and, and you're checking in on that side of yourself. Is it really so bad out there? And for a few days, it's not so bad. And then you bring yourself back. And that's what that means. Mythologically, that's an ancient way of like coming back to who you, who you started out as. And it feels good to touch into that. That's what camping means to me, I guess. Uh, I think we're good to wrap up. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to go off and talk about camping here. Um, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you, Rokas. Thank you, Zorash. Great uh, insights. Outro? Um, no, nah, I don't have anything. Well, hope you have a good week. Until next time.